You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hey, Mitch! On tonight's episode of Hey Mitch, we welcome back to the podcast comic book creator Terry Mayo, uh, and he has a new a new project, a new Kickstarter going. It's it's called Buddy. It's a comic book called Buddy, and uh, I'm gonna let him explain to you what it is because <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's exactly supposed to be hilarious, but uh, I think it's hilarious, and I, I can't wait to read more. Hey, I mean, it's a, hi, how you? Hey, Mitch. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good. <laughs> well, thank you for having me back. I, I always have fun talking to you. So this will be this will be an entertaining uh, entertaining hour. So whatever hour long this is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, no, uh, buddy. <laughs> it's it's actually a, a period piece, high drama. It's uh, no, yeah, just it's, it's just like Ab- <laughs> Downton Abbey. I, I figured it it's upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> Buddy the Queen, <laughs> but uh, but no, it's actually uh, <laughs> so I had a I had a pug named Buddy, <laughs> and Buddy's no longer with me. But uh, so I started writing this a while back and had some art made here and there, and then you know with the pandemic and everything kind of slowing down, it just uh, you know got busy and it was he sat on the shelf, but he always kept looking at me wanting to live, so. Uh, so yeah, once once I the world started opening up again, I thought you know let's let Buddy out of the yard and let him play a little bit. So Buddy is um, it's a three issue arc. It is um, oh some popped up ones in. Uh, it's a three issue arc. Uh, it is like a dark humor. Uh, the tagline is basically it's Milo and Otis meets The Exorcist, and it's uh, <laughs> it's a little tell about. Um, Buddy fighting uh, Buddy the Pug and Charlie the House Cat fighting back against the forces of darkness, trying to save their humans. <laughs> so that's that's it's a very serious tale. Uh, obviously, very serious. I mean, I love yeah. the the tagline of Milo Notis uh, meets the Exorcist, and and the, the the preview pages that you let me look at uh, definitely give give that feel. I, I loved I loved it. I loved uh, seeing where the two animals go. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know what I don't want to give anything away, but like your decision for the house cat towards the end, like, I mean, was that it was I, I assume that's <laughs> what it's always been set at, but uh, I, I mean, aren't house cats already like that? <laughs> <laughs> on some level, on some level, and you know, I did, without giving too much away, you know, there's there's uh, there's obviously some changes that have been made here and there along the way, because like I said, I. I Buddy is actually Dave and I started on this journey uh, four years ago or so. Uh, so I didn't even send you the original. Maybe I did. You did the original. I uh, did. I okay. So I sent you the original artwork and stuff. Um, and it's it's changed a little bit since then. But it's it's yeah. But yes, cats are always evil. <laughs> always going back to that. If you, if you learn nothing else from Buddy, cats are always evil. <laughs> <laughs> 
So now, uh, you, now you said it. David Swartz is your artist on this, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you you met him four years ago, or you've been you've known him for longer than that. I've known Dave for a little bit now. So he was uh, when I was still with Alterna. Uh, I had a book called The Wicked Righteous, and he had a book over there that he wrote and drew and and everything for it called uh, Feast or Famine. And uh, so I met him just. I don't even know how probably social media i would guess but it's been four or five years ish give or take uh and we just you know i've always dug his style and i think it's quirky and fun and um so we we got together and we did some short stories for the wicked righteous in uh and it came out on a wednesday which was through alterna and uh i had fun working with him so when the time came to bring buddy to life i was like you know i would really love to see the way you draw this dog <laughs> so and you know it's 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 been fun and he likes doing it i love working with him yeah you and dave started working on this project um four or you said three issue arc are, we, mm-hmm. are there plans to go further than that i mean i need to know more about buddy <laughs> you know i mean it's the initial three issue arc so i mean it's what i would love uh best case scenario uh which i'm already talking to some publishers but the the best case would be we we kickstart this this first issue uh, and then kind of get the word out there. And, and I, I do see Kickstarter as one of those um, ways to kind of, you know, sell your product in every sense of the word. You know, you're getting the word out there uh, and then showing people what you can do. Um, but the long term goal would be that it's picked up by a publisher and then get the three issues out there and then see what happens after that. Because, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I would love for Buddy to have a, a long, healthy comic book life. <laughs> so. So, I mean, this isn't your first time on Kickstarter. Uh, you know, what what brought you back to using this system? Uh, I think that because everybody's doing it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the well, first time I did it, because uh, this is only my second one, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm leery of doing stuff like this because I, I I don't feel like I'm a great salesman because I always feel like gross inside when I'm like, hey, you should come buy my book. I'm more like that guy in the background who's like laying the book on the table and then just kind of stepping back. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to ask me anything, you can, but I'm not going to bother you. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's just not my area. It's not my, my comfort zone. Um, but Dave is actually doing one for a book that he, Dave Schwartz is doing one for a book that he uh, is wrapping up right now called uh, Confederate Monster. Uh, and he was like, you know, I can really, I know you don't like Kickstarter. I know you don't like crowdfunding, but I, you know, I can help you along the way. And I think we could really do this. So I was like, all right, well, I trust you. So, so if this like goes down in flames, this is all Dave's fault. <laughs> Blaming him. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's always good to have a fall guy. I understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone to point the finger at. Yeah. Uh, so what are, what are we looking at for goals? What's what's the what's the goal for Kickstarter? When's the end date? Uh, so, well, so the start date is May eighth, and that's a Saturday. So and it's just going to be a thirty day campaign. Uh, the goal is five thousand uh, dollars, and that'll pay for. So the first issue is already paid for, and it's already mostly done. We need to get it lettered, and there's actually the pages you have. There's still four more pages to go on that. Ooh. So, yeah, right. I can't give you everything. And then can't, uh <laughs> gotta, gotta leave me one and more. I understand. That's right. <laughs> um uh so it'll the next the the goal, the five thousand would pay for issue two, issue three, and then you know, wrap it up into a nice pretty bow uh to give out to everybody. Um 
the uh we have some cool people on doing like uh variant covers so emily pearson uh from like vault and uh, dark horse and whatnot uh she did a cover for it which i put on facebook today and uh stan yak has uh, a variant cover kelly williams has a variant cover so there's some fun stuff uh doing a pen of course because you got to have a pen apparently if you're doing a kickstarter <laughs> a sticker and um what else <laughs> like those marvel uh rookie cards but he's getting a rookie card nice so i like it yeah so i mean it's just i don't know just everything that i could think of that is like oh this would be cool and i would love to see buddy on this it's kind of going in there um yeah, so more than anything for me, it's 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 about the fun. But uh, the goal is five thousand dollars, a thirty day campaign, and we'll see we'll see what happens. So the end date's June eighth. I guess I'm not great with math, so <laughs> <laughs> whatever that would be. So beginning of June somewhere. Make sure you go and fund it way before that. Yeah, way uh, before that. Uh, so what what does the five thousand dollars go towards? It goes towards uh, paying for the letter or paying for the other two issues. Yeah, it's going to go towards paying for the issue two and three so we can get those out. It'll pay for the, the obviously the variant covers being created and paying for the artist for that, paying for the letter, paying for the um, the publishing, The I mean, the, the uh, what is it called? Yeah, the, the publishing, getting the books made mm-hmm. and sent out to everybody. Um, paying for the prints that are going to be made. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff that we have on the back end that hopefully is all going to go into that and then be shipped off in a nice little uh, box. I was uh, trying to pick Charlie Stickney's brain. I don't know if you know Charlie from like White Ash, mm-hmm. um, but he has these awesome boxes that he puts his books in when he does a Kickstarter. And they're like custom boxes. So I was like, Charlie, I really want to get like a custom box that looks like it's a it looks like it's like a little bible <laughs> like something like that there's something that looks like an old old book so it like shows up at your door and it's like this is your exorcism kit this is your buddy exorcism i kit. love that <laughs> <laughs> just something something that is like the whole package so like from the time it arrives on your door you know that there's something special waiting for you yeah i like that um so when you're trying when like you said you're paying for the the variant covers like I, I I assume that you also made a lot of contacts since you've you know been making comic books now. But uh, like, how do you go about getting someone to make a variant cover for your book? Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter how many times I've met people. It's still it's it's that thing of like you know it's not my comfort zone to start. Like, hey, could you please? <laughs> but 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 that's kind of what it was. It was like, hey, man, I'm really we've met here and there we've talked here and there and they're always like i know who you are terry it's fine (laughs) and i'm like i know i know but i just feel so weird (laughs) uh but i'm like hey i'm doing this book i I would love to see your style of art on a cover and i'm doing variant covers so you know if you're interested interested let me know uh and luckily nobody said no and hurt my feelings so (laughs) yeah but that's but that's kind of what it was and it's I i know it's a lot different than when i first started out and it's like you're you know it really is that conversation of Hey, I'm Terry and I'm making this comic book. And then sometimes you don't get a response and you're like, okay, yeah, they don't know who I am. So <laughs> why would, why would they respond to me? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's funny is that, uh, the way you put it, because, uh, we have each other in, in our contacts, but I, every time I text you, I still feel like I should be like, hi, this is Mitch. Uh, you remember <laughs> me from before. Uh, <laughs> I know who you are. Mitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, how, do you feel like, because 
the the times that I've 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 seen you at the at conventions, like you, though you are standoffish, like not standoffish, you stand back. You are not standoffish. You are very much like holding court. You're you're in there. You're talking to people. You're you're getting fans to come over and talk to you. So like, I have to imagine you've made the you know made great connections and and made partnerships or friendships uh, at all these things. Like, do you see that? I don't know, paying off in any way. I mean, yeah, I guess if you put it that way, I mean, cause that's not what I do it for. I mean, I, oh, I know. Most, if, if I'm talking, it's cause I'm, I'm feeling uncomfortable, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I feel awkward. So I'm like, okay, well let's talk about anything besides my book right now. <laughs> so it is. And that's really the extent of my conversation. I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just, I think it's so cool to like go to these conventions and like meet people who are like in the creative field and they're making something and they're excited about what they're making just as much as I am. And just to have that, that, that circle of people that uh, you can have something in common with, no matter what the occasion is, that's cool to me. Um, And I think that does translate. It's not purposeful. It's not intentional, but it does pay off in the long run as far as like having those contacts when you, when you, I guess, need them. And, and, you know, like speaking of uh, making those contacts and, and, and loving people, uh, and their creativity, you're also one of the you know biggest promoters of other people's stuff. Like I see you always like promote. Hey, this Kickstarter's going. I've just don't you know I just participated in this campaign. So what what's the thing lately? What's the the projects lately that you've you've loved? Um, oh gosh, well um, Eric Borden. I'm, I'm all I'm from Texas and I love westerns. And um, Eric Borden has a book. He did a book called Scrimshaw a couple years ago. And he's got one now, and I'm oh my gosh, I'm gonna forget it. Uh, Lead City, I think is what it's called. It's on uh, it's on Kickstarter right now. It's in its final couple. It's met its goal, but it's doing really good. The first issue came out, and I got it, and it's it's a good story. Um, Charlie's already wrapped up his. Um, Madeline uh, Holly Rosen, she's got another one of her Boston metaphysical books out there, so that one's really good. Uh, any everything she's put out has been really good. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I am a, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of this stuff, you know, I'm so I, I don't, I find, I'm, I love being able to be like, oh, this is so cool. Let me share this with everybody that I, that will listen. So, but yeah, yeah. As, okay, so then as a writer yourself, do you, when you go towards a comic book, do you look for the writer first or do you look at the artist first or does neither matter? You just go for whichever. Uh, honestly, if, if it's a, it's a, if it's a property that I'm not familiar with, I, I do want to know who wrote it just to see if it's someone that I've, you know, if I can do connect the dots to something that they've written before mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, this is really cool. Uh, and I might've mentioned this before, cause I know I've, I've said it a few times to people, but when I read a comic book, I read it like in layers. So I'll read it. I'll read just the words, not looking at the art and see how it translates. Then I'll go back and I'll just look at the pictures. Then I'll go back again for a third time and and just take the whole thing and all together. So it's the words, then the art, and the art together. Uh, and that, that's just my thing. I don't know if it's an OCD thing or what that is. I don't know. <laughs> that's how I read comic books. Uh, so, but it always starts off with the, with the story for me. Um, yeah, maybe that makes me weird. I don't know. No, I, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I think it definitely makes you a, a creator. Like that's the. I think that's the way that you would see it if you were creating the book. So, uh, what. I mean, is there anything else on on the horizon that you you want to promote, or not not your of your own stuff, but of someone else's? Of anybody else's? Well, like I said, uh, the artist on Buddy, Dave Swartz, he has a book, and I think it's in its final days. Of it's actually this one is on Indiegogo, 
um, and it's called Confederate Monster, and it's 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 already met its goal as well. And I think they're looking at its final tier level, uh, which would be like a, a mock movie uh, poster type cover. And Dave is real into like uh, Universal monsters, like uh, uh, what is it, Frankenstein and Dracula, mm-hmm. and, you know. Uh, so Confederate Monsters basically, and I don't want to give anything away because this is more his thing, but uh, <laughs> it t- takes place during the Civil War a little bit after, and one of the soldiers is reanimated as like a Frankenstein type character. Uh, so it's going to have that kind of feel to it, but set back in then. But that one looks really cool. I'm excited about that one. So, uh, and like I said, I'm into Westerns, so that kind of is in that realm. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. So, I mean, it, it, I mean I, I'm not going to say it sounds familiar, but it reminds me of a certain project that you were working on at a time <laughs> with uh, legendary characters and, and being reanimated. Did, it, did anything ever come of that? Did you make that book? Yeah, I, I did. I did. And actually, I don't, I don't know how much I want to say about that. But uh, <laughs> okay, that's a, couple, a couple issues came out. It was through a, a publisher through uh, the UK um, and things kind of stalled. And there's kind of a deadlock situation going on right now. So, but a couple issues did come out. I think uh, up to issue three came out, uh, but then something happened on on that end where it just kind of stalled. Okay. Um, so we're that's kind of where we're at right now. I would love all six issues have been created. They've all been drawn. They've all been lettered. It's all just been sitting there waiting to to be a little butterfly and fly away. But uh, yeah, but it hadn't happened yet. So one day, <laughs> one day, no matter what happens, even if I have to like. Go sell it on the street corner, or I'll just go sell it on the street corner. So, so basically, just thanks, Mitch, for bringing up old wounds. I got it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mind. I don't mind. So there's that. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you have anything else on, on on the on the horizon yourself that you want to talk about? I, I, I do. Yeah, actually, I'm working with uh, a guy, a San Diego guy that I met. Uh, he's part of. I'm part of a um, an art group called uh, Accidental Aliens here in San Diego. And he was a member of that early on. And his name is Chris Terry. Uh, so Terry Mayo and Chris Terry were the, mm. ter- the I don't know, <laughs> something clever. We'll come up with something clever. And then, uh, <laughs> but this book is probably late this year, if not early next year. Uh, and it is kind of like a, it takes place in uh, 1994 LA area, right around the time of the Northridge earthquake. Okay. So that, and then it incorporates Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, uh, interesting. See, I was going to ask, yeah. is it, are we going horror? Are we going sci-fi? Are we going post-apocalyptic? Well, obviously not since you said 1994, <laughs> yeah. but uh, Dungeons & Dragons, huh? All right. Yeah, yeah. You know, writing it, it kind of gave me a feel of like a Bill & Ted a little bit. But, you know, I mean, the Wicked Rights just took so much of my serious side. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like my humor came out much <laughs> <laughs> in it. So like a lot of the projects I'm doing now and, and a lot of the short stories I've been doing have been more like political and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I just, I want to stay away from that stuff right now. Um, so yeah, I'm all about just trying to have a good time right now. I was going to say, I, I can definitely see it in buddy, the comedy side coming out <laughs> in you uh, very, very much. So, so, uh, do we have a title for this DD thing yet? Or do we not want to say it out loud? Uh, it's still in the works. We're, 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 we're narrowing it down. Gotcha. We're narrowing it down. Yeah. We're, uh, we got, uh, Dave Levy, who's, uh, does some work with, uh, Garrett Gunn over at source point. He's doing the letters and we're working on a, we're working on a logo right now, actually, as we speak, (laughs) as we speak, I love as we speak TBD. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, the last time that you were on, you talked about behind the booth, and it looks like you're still, I mean, kind of doing that. It's not it's not exactly kinda. conventions right now, but uh, yeah. you, you still have it going on, and and you're also using the the space for the, to do your like Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, like, mm-hmm. how's that how's that working out? Uh, it's you know what it's fun. You know, I, I I never get into anything with the mindset that I'm doing this for a paycheck or I'm doing this for any kind of financial goal because that just takes the fun out of it for me and and i'm not i don't know if i'm good at making money that way but (laughs) but uh (laughs) but i enjoy it so you know the the behind the booth and talking to other creators well like you said at the cons i just i like to sit and talk about shit so um that would that gave me but that chance to be able to be like hey riley come talk to me about like wrestling and stuff that'll be fun and we get on it we talk about wrestling for an hour uh, and then we'll pitch his book, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, but it's cool because you get because it also gives you a chance to meet people that uh, that are doing a Kickstarter, or are doing some campaign, and then they want to get the word out about their book just as much as you know other people do want to talk about their stuff. So I think it's really cool to be able to give back in that kind of way, even though I'm like nowhere near like this this huge person on YouTube, but still I can put it out there, and, mm-hmm. and it's fun for me. Uh, and then the Dungeons and Dragons. I'm actually the dungeon master right now. Yeah, in, in our campaign. I don't. I don't know how that happened, but uh. I mean, you get the writer to be the dungeon master. It makes sense. It does make sense. But it's, <laughs> we got a group full of uh, other comic book creators and stuff. So we have a couple guys from like Source Point are in there. And nice. And we just, uh, yeah, we just every Monday night we're recording and then we'll put it out throughout the week sometime and it's it's been fun it really has been fun it's i haven't played like seriously dungeons and dragons since late 90s early 2000s oh so then gotta be quite the shock it's a different system it's a whole new addition yeah i was like trying to incorporate rules from 3.5 and they're like i don't know what you're talking about we've we've only ever played (laughs) uh the fifth edition so i don't know what you're saying right now I was like, oh, well, let me let me see. <laughs> so see, it's it's not rules heavy. It's more story heavy. Story heavy, exactly. And the, the I started playing when it was second edition. So mm-hmm. when I come out, like, come out and still play uh, nowadays, it's been a while since I have. But, like, if I'm a DM, I would just be like, well, this is how I remember it. So we'll just <laughs> sw- tweak the rules to see if we could get it to work <laughs> the, in the second edition way again. Uh, yeah. it's if you're telling a good story, they don't care. I, I, yeah, I right. feel like they don't care. So it's yeah. I think you're good. Yeah, and, we do have like a standing rule that like you know if if I mess up a rule to the point to the extent where you feel like it's going to mess up your character or mess up something along the way, then please let me know. But otherwise, you know I, the rules are there to be broken sometimes. So. Yeah, exactly. It, it, come on, they're really just guidelines, right? It's yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in your interviews or discussions with other creators have you come have you come across any like common bonds or not bonds but common uh themes like everybody have a certain reason why they make what they make uh you know i don't i don't never really thought about it like that i don't know um i know that we're all kind of like weaving in and out of the same fandoms you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Uh, as far as like it seems like I've met so many people or talked to so many people who are like, oh my gosh, I was doing the exact same thing at, at my at, when I was 10 years old, I was doing the exact same thing you were doing at 10 years old. Oh my God, I was watching that tour, playing with that tour. And it almost seems like, you know, there's that uh, starter set that you build your life upon to become who you're going to be. And a lot of people have that that 
they have those experiences and that's so it's not a big surprise that a lot of us who follow that path are now doing what we're doing um so i don't know if that answered your question at all but <laughs> yeah, yeah no it does it really does i mean it, it's interesting to see that we're all kind of influenced by the same thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean we you, we get us all around the table at like the well this has been a while now but at the like the hilton after a after a con- convention or something like that and we're all sitting there quoting the same movies and one person starts off with a quote and it just keeps running all the way through because everybody's seen it, everybody <laughs> memorizes it. You know what I mean? So it's like, like I, I posted something on Twitter somewhere about like aliens and like my my wife not knowing the quotes, but my wife is like twelve years younger than me, so she she doesn't know these things. <laughs> but so it's way over her head. So when I go talk to these people, they're like returning a quote to me. I'm like, oh yes, <laughs> I found my, my people. people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So what what do you have your eye on the first convention you're going to go back to? Uh, well, I mean, as you know, I'm, I work in the medical field too, so I'm 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 kind of being careful. Uh, yeah. A because I feel like you know it's important that you, you're careful right now, and then uh, B the hospital that I work with they're really they're pretty strict about you know you, you, if you're going to work at the hospital you can't do X Y and Z right uh, and, and but I wouldn't even need that guideline because I don't really plan on going back to any conventions probably until 2022 ish yeah no of um, course. yeah so I don't I know that San Diego's doing something in December but I don't think I'm going to or November but I'm not going to do that one I don't uh, I don't think that's going to happen do you really think that's going to happen I think they're I gonna, don't I don't know I there's mean there's been a lot I, of pushback on it there has there has and I think it's rightfully so honestly yeah, i mean exactly. and i know that people i know a lot of people want to get back to normal and i do too and i don't i'm you know i'm i'm i want to as well uh <laughs> and there you know there's common sense and there, well i won't get all into that but <laughs> i want to as well but i want people to be safe and i don't want anybody to get sick because i'm not me but because i'm supporting something that that i know is probably not a great idea right you know what i mean yeah no i i'm right there with you but if you could and it was safe. What would be the first one you'd want to go back to? I don't know. Is there one this weekend? If it was safe, I'd go. <laughs> <laughs> anyone, whatever one any, is the first one that comes up when it's safe. I got anything, you. Anything, yeah. I mean, I love I love WonderCon because I love the environment, and I, it just feels like the almost like the perfect convention for me. Uh, WonderCon in, in Anaheim, uh, San Diego is is cool. It's just so crazy and it's so much, you know. Uh, but I do enjoy it. Um, Chicago is fun. Is that like C2E2? Yeah, yeah C2E2 and then nice. Emerald City. Emerald City Emerald City, and WonderCon are probably my favorites. So one of those. If okay. they were happening right now, I'd... I'd <laughs> I don't know if I asked you this last time uh, you were on, but do you think conventions are going to be changed in any way coming out of this, coming out of the pandemic? Uh, yeah, I don't see how they won't be, honestly. I mean, it's it's, you know, we're kind of conditioning ourselves to socially distanced so that's i think that's only going to subconsciously carry over to a point where you know the there's going to be a large majority of people that just aren't going to be handshaking and kissing babies and all that other kind of stuff like like it was normal you know mm-hmm. what i mean like on the campaign trail um do you think capacities are going to be smaller i i do yeah i can see that i think i can i can see there being a cap yeah uh which i don't think is a terrible bad thing but then again i'm, I'm not a fan trying to get in you know what i mean right. I, if i was uh, if the tables were turned, I'd be like, oh, I just want to get in. Why are you limiting it? Um, <laughs> so I can see it. But at the same time, you know, safety, you got to be safe. You have to be safe. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Uh, 
yeah, no, this it's 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 been quite. I it was supposed to be my first year going to Emerald City Comic Con last year, and that didn't happen. So yeah. uh, I can't wait to give that one a try. Uh, I have so cool. I have friends that live up there now. I have I have quite a bit of friends that live up uh, in that area. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what I want to ask you, Terry. We've talked. It's okay. We, we've had we've had so many conversations. Um, well, Emerald City is fun, I, and and the where they have it, they, where they have the. I mean, just because I, I I'll talk about Emerald City because it's a cool convention, but um, where they have it, like down in the very downtown part of uh, Seattle, right? Uh, and it's got that sky bridge going over and it's just, it's just has this awesome feel to it. And it's, it's not like any other conventions that I've really been to where it's like, like, um, like even Chicago. And like, I, I, I didn't even know I was at the convention until I walked in the door. I was like, it just was so busy and there was so much going on like on the streets. And it's almost like, well, here's a secret entrance and you walk in and you're like, Oh, okay, well, here's all, there's all my people. <laughs> but, uh, but Seattle is just like, it's, it's, it's a spectacle and it's on every street and it's, it's just really, really cool. Um, and, and it does remind me of WonderCon a little bit. Um, yeah. And that's probably that's what I'm just like in favorite. size or just in, in just feel <laughs> in feel in feel. Cause I mean, it's big. And, it, and what, one of the cool things that I like about it is that like up on like the third or fourth level of the convention center there, it's all just, the whole floor is nothing but um, artist alley. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it, it's the biggest artist alley I've ever seen, and it's just like the whole the whole floor, <laughs> and it's uh, it's 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 pretty sprawling. I would say not the entire like size of WonderCon, but maybe if you cut WonderCon in half, uh, that the floor capacity that it's that of okay. just of just artist alley, and it's uh, it's wild. It's wild. It really is very cool. Uh, in behind the booth and i don't want to say favorite but like is there one particular episode or interview that you you love to point to uh there, there was yeah i guess so there's there's two right so um one is with uh one of my friends uh scott lost and scott is a former wrestler he, he was like a on like the minor lower, whatever you call it, the lower circuits, the minor league. I don't know what you call it, but he was, uh, <laughs> he was in that. Um, so I started off the video with like a video of him, like in the ring and wrestling and doing all this, this kicks and stuff. And so then he makes this book uh, called the second shift. Um, and <laughs> so we decided to, well, why don't we just read part of your book, but we'll do it as like wrestlers. So we did like a voiceover of <laughs> his book and he played like, uh, oh my God, who was it? Dusty Rhodes. And I played Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> so I'm like reading his books. I'm like, oh, watch out. He's about to get you. So I don't know why, but it was just, it was fun. It was it a fun interview. Sounds like a fun time. It was. And then uh, another one was with, uh, another one of my favorites was with Fred uh, Packard, with who does a book called uh, Skyland with uh, Source Point. And we did like this, uh, it was called <laughs> celebrity tyke or Jedi Knight. <laughs> so I would put a name up on the screen and basically say, is this a name of a Jedi or is this a name of like a celebrity's kid? <laughs> and because <laughs> they're wildly, you know, similar. Uh, and I don't know why, but it was fun. It was, it was just fun. It was just like that little whole give and take of like, Oh my God, are you going to get this? And cause I would have <laughs> bombed it, but he didn't, he did really good. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, 
if is there a artist right now? I don't I don't know if you get a, a weekly pool of comic books, but uh, is there an artist right now that you would love to work with that you are you aren't already working with? Um. Well, I mean, the people I'm working with, I, I love them, and that's why yes, I'm working with them. But uh, I guess if I had like a a dream wish list, uh-huh. oh, gosh, what is his name? I want to Steve McNiven, the guy who did uh, Old Man Logan and Civil War. I yep. think that's his name. Yeah. The the so um, him because he's just he he he's a beautiful artist, beautiful artist. Um, his was actually one of those books where I like would skip the lettering first, skip the words first, and just dive right into the the art because it was just so mind blowing. Um, so him and then uh, Tamara Bonvillain, I, I love her colors. Uh, she's she's amazing at colors. So those two, I guess, would be the artists that I would love to work with one day. So one time, I I walked up to Steve McNiven at a uh, at a uh, Comic Con. I, I think it was San Diego. Um, and he was just talking to, talking to fans, which was cool. And I just had, I had a question I needed to know from origin. Um, when there's a scene where, uh, it's supposed to be, well, at the time, James Hallett's, uh, grandfather, like he holds up, it looks like he holds up his own hand and someone else says, no, he's holding up, uh, little James's hand and you see the little claws and like he's like I know like I he's telling the what Rose uh, like I know all too well about what happened with James, mm-hmm. and I asked him is like is that his hand or is he holding up like little James's hand? He said that's our secret. Like he didn't want to tell me. I was like, come on. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, there's got to be some inside jokes. There's got to be some some secrets that you keep. Cause yeah, yeah, that's fair. I get that's that. Fair. I can get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie and say that there haven't been like panels where I've just snuck something in and it means nothing to anybody except for me. I love that. I love that a lot. Um, okay. So what, what, what are you reading? Um, <clears throat> uh, the last Ronin really, I love it. Uh, what was it Tom Waltz mm-hmm. over at uh, IDW? So, uh, that one is, has my attention right now. And honestly, um, uh, everything that I'm reading besides that one probably is all indie. It's all Kickstarter, Indiegogo, like um, not shows, but if, if somebody online is like, hey, I've got this book I would love you to read. I'm like, yeah, send it away. Let me let me read it. Because uh, I have gotten to that point where it's like I, I love reading, not undiscovered, but I love reading like the, the stuff that doesn't get as much eyes on it. And it kind of invigorates me to be like, get back in that mindset of like, I, I love writing and I, it's easy to get distracted in the world that we're in now. And it's easy for me to get distracted because I have like 35 kids and, <laughs> and like 35 jobs. And, but, but reading stuff like that. And, and it's almost that feeling of uh, their excitement. And I'm almost like feeding off of it a little bit. So it's a little selfish of me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a succubus of sorts. I'm a comic book succubus. <laughs> What would you think of the that reveal in in, La, in Last Ronin? Uh, I haven't. I, yeah, I don't don't spoil anything yet. No? <laughs> don't spoil anything yet. I, I I'm not I am not reading it. So I just I was just talking okay, about the, right. who the character is. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um. No, it, it, go ahead. No, no, that's it. If I didn't know if you wanted to answer that or not. No, it's great. It's great. And uh, I remember talking to Tom. Uh, 
it was one of the last conventions and i think it was palm springs and it was when he was getting the book together and uh it was he was sitting there and it was like a dead convention uh no one no one had showed up uh and so we were just it was basically everybody going to each other's booths Uh and he was like so we're doing this thing and he started telling everybody the story it was like so wild because it's not you don't pick at least at the time i didn't picture um uh the ninja turtles like that i didn't picture that being like a post-apocalyptic or a you know like a like a a revenge type story like right um so yeah no i i'm and tom is a great storyteller so you can't you can't go wrong with that (laughs) anything he puts out i'll get i also want to say like uh i've kind of turned this hey mitch uh podcast into a a like talking to people who have kickstarters because i've just been i go on kickstarter and i also just look for people that want to talk about their project and i keep coming across like every time i i I interview these people i eventually friend them on facebook and they are already friends with you so i've I've done brett juliano i've done (laughs) caden phoenix i've done brett uh yeah brett peoples or brent peoples Mm -hmm. like Every time I, I I I friend them, it's like, oh, oh, Terry's already been here. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's a friendly guy. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I love that. Like, did you have you checked out uh, Brett's Dust Bunny Mafia? Yeah, I actually got I got <laughs> I got some playing cards from him. Uh, Me too. And a little little poker chip. Yeah, yeah. I I dig him. I like. And Brett's a cool guy. I I, I can sit and talk to Brett about Lord of the Rings forever. But uh, uh, and yeah, so he, I know he's got another project coming up. Uh, it's more of like the 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 flip book style that he mm-hmm. does. Uh, so I'll be back in that as well. And it and it, and it is cool because uh, without Kickstarter and running across like these random playing cards, which isn't even in my wheelhouse i'm not a poker player at all but just seeing the art that he put into it and uh, like his his love for what he's doing Mm -hmm. i was like hook line and sinker so now you know that's the beauty of kickstarter you you get fans that way it's a it's a community too it's it's a a nice one that you seem to have found yourself in yeah Uh, i dig it (laughs) outside of comic books you know what else what are you what else are you enjoying at the moment if you have free time with your 35 children and 35 yeah. jobs and creating all these great, <laughs> uh, I mean, besides the Dungeons and Dragons, because that's 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 a thing all in itself, and we could, I think, we could all come on and have fun talking to you one day, but uh, but that's a whole thing. Um, but I have been getting into like, I, <laughs> I'm one of those people that canceled my cable and like got all the streaming services and I'm like paying triple what I was paying <laughs> the cable. So it's like, I don't know how this worked out, but I need every, I need AT&T plus now. So it's, or uh, Apple plus now. Yeah. Um, but um, I was watching uh, like everybody else, Falcon and winter soldier and, 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 and WandaVision. And uh, so yeah, all those shows that are coming out, I'm, I, I really like, um, I keep meaning to watch uh, Kong versus Godzilla mm-hmm. or Godzilla, whatever it's called. Uh it's, big lizard versus big monkey. Got it. Yeah, and I keep meaning to, and I and it's like my goal to watch it before Mortal Kombat comes out because when that comes out, I'm like, I might be calling in sick to watch that. <laughs> well, you know, you got to watch the Godzilla versus Kong before the 30 days because then it's not going to be on HBO Max anymore. It's going to disappear, right? I keep telling myself, I was like, this is not going to be around. I need to watch this. All my kids have seen it, and they're like, why are you? Because I don't know. 
Maybe I'm just old. When I started it and fell asleep, and they're like, there's no reason you should have fell asleep. Well, I mean, as I, I think a lot of people online are definitely saying the same thing. It's like, you could have cut out all the people part and just gave me 45 <laughs> minutes of the two of them fighting, and we would have been great. Like, yeah. people enjoy the movie as is. It's just, we, we were here to see the monkey and lizard fight. Like, we need to see that. Yeah, yeah know what you're selling, guys. Come on. <laughs> Uh, so what, what are you thinking about, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? How, how are you following that, that story right now? I'm one episode behind. So again, I don't know if it's just my age or what it is, or the fact that I'm doing a lot, but I fall asleep almost anytime I'm sitting down. <laughs> so I've started the last episode, got to the first big confrontation between the three main people, uh-huh. uh, in that last episode. Got and it was awesome. Kept my attention. Then somewhere along the lines, I fell asleep. And then when I wake up, it's it's that one character throwing the shield around, hitting trees. And I'm like, what did I miss? <laughs> I missed so much. What happened? <laughs> but I need to rewatch it. <laughs> uh, but I love it. I love I love this series. And it is, you know, uh, I have friends at at work, like in my normal my 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 Clark Kent job, where uh, they're not into like nerd culture. They're not into like shows. <laughs> But, uh, you know, they've started watching WandaVision. They're like, oh, this is awesome. So now they've gone back and watched all the MCU movies just to kind of get caught up. Right. And, and they're doing the same thing with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So it's really cool how it's like just the little little spider webs. Reaching yeah, out yeah. To everybody. It's, it's, it's nice. I started Invincible. That was fun. Oh, man. I mean, I got to the end of that first episode. I was like, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after, yeah. After that, how could you not be? So I'm, I'm, I again, I'm a couple episodes behind, and maybe that's like my downfall with the streaming is that I feel comfortable to like not be there every Friday to watch it when it comes out. I think that's the I point, can, though. Like, you're, it's yeah. supposed to be the point of streaming. Like, we've kind of turned it into the like, well, I have to be the first one to watch it so that you know no one else spoils it for me or whatever. But like, the right. whole point was like, I'm supposed to be able to watch it on my schedule whenever I want to do it. Yeah, world. <laughs> Get me alone. Face. <laughs> Let me watch things on my own time. <laughs> uh, WandaVision, like, uh, what did you think coming out of that? Like, how how is that affecting the the bigger MCU for you? Uh, you know, I don't know, but I'm down for anything because that was such a great show, and it was, and I really was. I liked the ending too. I liked I liked the the final reveal on that little island. I liked I loved it all, mm-hmm. uh, and I would I I do want to. I don't know, my. I don't know if there's spoilers. I don't know, but I think it's uh, long enough, and I think okay, all right. You can talk about Wandavision. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll hold thanks. off on on Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier, but <laughs> there'll be that one guy who's like, "What do you mean Quicksilver's in it?" And then he's not. In it. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean that was my main thing with a lot of people. I'm sure there's like, oh, I, I just I want him, I want him to not be the boner guy. Richard boner. <laughs> I, I just want him to be the other. Pr- Let's just say that he is. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that you know. I mean, one of the things I loved about the that season finale, series finale, however you want to put it, is the you know we we got the big you know brawl fight, drag out fight scene between the two witches, but mm-hmm. then the other fight scene, the one that starts off like a like a brawl, ends up with a philosophical like debate, and you're just mm-hmm. like, this is perfect, this is great, I love that. Yeah, it was, uh, it really was. <laughs> And then the that last scene with um Wanda, you know, doing the astral projection and reading the book, like if that's gonna lead into more Doctor Strange stuff, I'm I think I'm all in for it too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really excited to see what 
how this unfolds into the Doctor Strange movie and then the Spider-Man movie and and where it all goes from there. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> for this next phase. What is it? Phase four. Phase, yeah, we're, well, yeah, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home started Phase 4. We just, okay. I think it started it. Yeah, it had to have started it. Sure. Yeah, sure. Why but, <laughs> uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, what direction it's going to go, and, and I'm down. I'm down for whatever. Have you have you checked out the new Black Widow trailer and the new Shang-Chi trailer? Shang-Chi, I haven't. I, I saw that it came out, but I haven't watched it yet. I I, I feel like I cheat myself because I've, I've watched a couple of the trailers when they come out. I watch them on my phone and then I get home and it's like not as, it's not as, oh. <laughs> so so now I've gotten to the point where, okay, I see it came out. I'm going to wait till I get home and watch it on my TV. Watch it how it was intended to be. Yes, seen. on a big <laughs> screen with, you know, where you don't have to worry about sunlight reflecting on your, <laughs> yeah. your phone. That's the one thing I hate, like, you know, like you were talking about watching everything streaming now, like you, you end up watching stuff on your phone, like through whatever app. And it's just like, I can't see anything because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everything's always dark. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what 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 is what is another big surprise that's come to you just from talking to other creators? A uh, big surprise as in just what do you mean? In how other people create things. Um, if there has been any, I don't know about surprise. The, everybody's got their own quirks, I guess. You know, like I, like I, like I, I haven't met anybody who really reads comics like I do, as far as like dissecting them like that. And so that's kind of my quirk, I guess. I don't know, but everybody's got their thing. Everybody's got their thing that kind, of, you know, their 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 grasp on 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 their uh, fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I had the one thing that surprised me. I don't know if it's uh, good or bad, but I recently met a, a, a duo, uh, a write a writing couple, that they'll get the entire book made as much as they want. So it's like almost like the first draft is everything from the writing to the art to the coloring to the lettering. It's all done, and then they'll start weeding stuff out. And it's like you just spent money <laughs> <laughs> on getting these pages made. You're not going to use them. Why would you not use them? Let's use them for something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not that I, not that I'm cheap or nothing like that, but at the same time, that's that's you could that's money right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that surprised me, uh, but it's it works for them, and then you know they 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 feel like the story that they're telling is portrayed a lot better by doing it that way, and I can't argue with the final uh, product, and I don't want to put them on blast and say who they are, because <laughs> it's quirky to me. I don't want to. That's but uh, but but the but the books that they put out are really good, and I enjoy the books that they put out. But seeing how much is left on the cutting room floor, it's almost like you see like uh, movies getting cut, and there's so much left on the cutting room floor, and it's like I have nothing left on the floor when I'm done. It's it's all in the book. It's all in the book. It's, you know. I was going to ask you that when you write a script before it even goes to the artist, is there is there stuff that you edit out? Is there stuff that doesn't make it into the book? Yeah, I don't usually send anything out for art unless it's been like criticized many many times and stuff has been taken out and it's i mean we've gotten to the point before where we've gotten to like the roughs you know like uh, i'll do the script send it out the artist will come back with like well this is how i see the layout and then i'll change things and that would be like the final time i change uh but once the artist puts you know because and and a lot of it for me uh and i'm gonna feel bad if the people i'm talking about ever hear me but (laughs) uh, a lot of it for me is that like you know the artists they this is their passion as well uh so whatever they're putting on paper whatever they're committing their heart to 
that deserves to be seen too. And it shouldn't be stashed away somewhere. So yeah. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. That makes sense a lot. All right. So the book, once again, the Kickstarter starts on May 8th. Mm-hmm. And it ends about 30 days after that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna get to 5000 bucks. Uh, anything else that you want to say about it? Uh, just, you know, that, that it's, it really is a fun project. This, is, uh, this has been something that I never envisioned going anywhere just because it was such a, like, a little quirky idea that I, that I wanted to run with and play with. Uh, the Wicked Righteous was my story for my kids, my love story for my kids. And this is more my my little love story for my little buddy that it's not with me no more. So, um, so yeah, I, wherever this goes, whether it's $5,001, hopefully it's more than $5,000, uh, then I'll be, I'll be happy. And it'll give a buddy a chance to go, go visit people in their home for a little bit. Did did you did you have a voice in mind when like for the other characters like the mom, the dad, the the priest? I did, I did, uh, <laughs> I did, and and I know I didn't send you the script along, so it's it's hard to tell. But they are the most inept humans you can imagine. <laughs> so they're just, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just they're like they're almost they're one step above like uh, Charlie Brown adults, where they're <laughs> it's just you know the the story's about the animals, not about the humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I love it. Uh, where can people find you and find the Kickstarter? You just go to Buddy Comics. Yeah, so the um, they can find. I'm talking about Buddy for the next month and a half, two months now. Uh, so that'll be on all my social media. So my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter, they're all Mayo at me at Mayo T L, uh, M A Y O T L, um, and then Kickstarter. Right now, they're it's in the pre planning phase so if you just click it for to get notified then you're following buddy on kickstarter and it'll shoot out a little email to you and say hey it's he's ready to come home <laughs> so you can then buy him on may 8th um yeah and it'll be fun i promise if you pick up the book it's gonna it's gonna it'll be a fun book and do you know dave's uh social media do you want to give that out uh yeah dave swartz uh so at dave swartz art and that's uh instagram and twitter sounds great uh, if you want to find me, I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-M, G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geekelitemedia.com. But until next time, this is Hey Mitch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to a geek, geek out. out. <laughs> this concludes our broadcast. Beep.